You're listening to the Strong Towns Podcast. Strongest Town Contest is an opportunity to highlight some of the great things that are happening in cities, towns, and neighborhoods across the country. This week we are in round three, which is the final four. These four cities have been selected by you, our audience, from an initial list of 16, and we're asking you to help us narrow that list down to two. You can do that by going to strongtowns.org, clicking on the Strongest Town Contest link, and casting your vote. Voting in round three ends Wednesday night at midnight, so do not hesitate. Uh, go there now and, uh, and be heard. Uh, one of those final four towns is the city of Carlisle. It's a city of 19,000 in central Pennsylvania. I have on the line with me from Carlisle, Brenda Landis, Chris Varner, and Sophronia Perry. Did I get that right, Sophronia? Yes. Oh, it's a beautiful name. Um, welcome to the three of you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, I, I have to say, in the first couple rounds, you, you went up against Annapolis and Truckee, California, and you, you really destroyed uh, both of those places. Your vote tally was huge compared to them. Uh, are you guys feeling confident? The next round, you go up against Holland. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering if, you, uh, if you're feeling cocky or feeling good or... <laughs> we, we don't take anything for granted, but All right. we're, pretty, we're pretty sure that we're going to pull this one out. We, we, we have a, a good, a great, actually, base of, of people that believe in this town, and I think that that the people that not only live here, but used to live here, which is cool here, I think they all came together to push us over the top. So um, even if they don't live here anymore, they're, they're still big fans. That's fantastic. Well, Brenda, let's start with you. I, I, I'd like to know your story a little bit. How did you come to live in Carlisle? So I uh, I have been working in Carlisle for 12 years. I work at the college here, and for the first couple of years, uh, six years, I actually lived in a, a neighboring town in Mechanicsburg. And after a while, I just decided that I really wanted to live in town and make use of um, being able to walk to work and and sort of get everything um, all in one space. And uh, and so when I started looking around, uh, I ended up in a different neighborhood than a lot of the people that live at the co- that work at the college live in and um, I found my my space, I found my roots and I found a lot of opportunity to really get engaged in that particular neighborhood. So I'm a fan of Carlisle but I'm, I'm a fan of the northwest corner of Carlisle and I uh, I, I meddle in a positive way over there in all the things that I can to to uh, spread the gospel of our Happy little neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. Chris, um, how about you? How'd you come to live there? Uh, I was born in Carlisle, born in Carlisle Hospital, lived in Carlisle, went to Carlisle High School until I was 18 and moved away. Uh, um, I, I went to college uh, just about two hours from here and then uh, lived in the UK for about six years and spent a lot of time away and the, the pool of Carlisle brought me back. It's just such a cool little town. It has kind of everything that you want to live in. I mean, for you know, I'm not I'm not the youngest guy in the world, but I'm I'm you know a young professional kind of guy, and this is the kind of place that um, attracts you know people like me and my wife to live. It's um, 
you know, it's just a great town. There's a lot to do, but it also is very good for families. Um, and so, yeah, I decided to come back about a year ago. Sophronia, I, I'm interested in your story as well. What, what brought you to Carlisle? Well, when um, my mom and my dad uh, started going through a divorce, we had a, a, one of my great aunts was already living here. And so she brought us here. So I've been living here since I was a little girl. I think I started kindergarten. Or no, I was already in kindergarten in Georgia. I'm from Georgia. And I went to kindergarten there, but I finished kindergarten here. And um, I've had moments where I've left, and uh, then I came back after high school, I left, and I've come back. Um, one of the reasons, the last time that I came back and decided to stay was because I had two kids, and I'm single, and my mom was here, but it wasn't just that. The school um, and the area itself has been good for raising my young boys. And I see that now as I've left, like, Harrisburg and some of the, you know, another place that I lived in Georgia, the, the trouble that they could have gotten in. And being here with it being a, a close and small town, um, I was able to get help while raising them, not just by my family, but by the people in town who knew me and knew my family. So I'm glad that I, I came back here to raise my kids. I really am. Let's say that I'm coming to visit Carlisle. And I would really love to do that. It sounds, you know, I've, I've looked at the stuff you submitted in the first two rounds and it seems like a, a fantastic community. If, if I'm coming to visit and I want to get the full Carlisle experience, what am I, what am I going to do? And, and maybe to start, uh, it'd be nice if each of you could give me kind of one thing that you think I, I would need to, uh, need to experience there in order to get a real sense of the place. with something more historical uh, as in it's been here for a long time and I think that if you talk to anyone at Car- from Carlisle they'll say it you need to go get a hachi dog at the, <laughs> at the Hamilton restaurant um, so <laughs> that's what I mean everyone said it. it's, it's, it's a simple diner it's, it's a no frills kind of place it's fast paced it's, uh, it's the center of conversation and meetups and, um, you know, it's every single type of person. You're going to, you know, you go catch the, you know, the high up borough officials to, you know, your post, you know, postal man or woman, you know, your neighbor. And um, it's uh, it's simple pleasures. Um, and it's uh, also one of the traditions of Greek families in Carlisle and a lot of the different businesses that are owned by Greek families. So that's one of um, that's a, another uh, cornerstone of our our little town here. I was going to go food too. <laughs> I mean, you could spend all day eating in Carlisle if you wanted. Um, but I'm going to. Um, the cool thing about Carlisle is, is this is a tough question because the, what you do on any given day depends on what week it is because there's just so many different events in Carlisle. You know, we have Juneteenth and we have uh, the Black History Festival. We have Summer Fair, Harvest of the Arts. You know, there's just so many different things to do. Our First Friday events, we have our car shows, uh, which are nationally mm-hmm. attended. I think like, what, 50, th- or, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. 50 yeah. million people a year come to our car shows. So, you know, what you do in Carlisle that you have to do, it kind of depends on the week. Um, but what, I'll, what I'm going to go with is that we have the U.S. Uh, Army War College, uh, and we have the, uh, the museum that's out there. It's an outdoor museum, and you can walk 
Um, it, it's so cool. It has different eras of uh, uh, American um, Army history, so you can go walk through uh, World War II trenches that they've built in the in town. You can walk through world um, what the barracks would look like uh, from World War One. You can go see. Um, they have tanks that you can go see from Vietnam. And you can see helicopters that are just out there, and, and you can just make a really good day out of it. It's all outdoor. They do have indoor history as well, and I think, you know, that's one of the things that you just can't come to Carlisle and not do. Yeah, yeah. Sophronia, I'm, I'm interested. Um, actually, well, Brenda Beaumont, I was thinking about the whole <laughs> Hamilton thing. But um, honestly, I was sitting here and I was trying to think of what else that I could say. But um, I'm going to say if you were to come to Carlisle around either football season or basketball season, um, those are perfect times. So that's when you get a chance to see how the whole town comes together for these games. Like they make a really big deal out of our football teams and our basketball teams. Like we have serious fans here and not to where – not to where they would, um, they're, you know, rude or fighting or anything like that, but they support our children here. You know, they really do. They come out, they show the kids a lot of support at both the football and basketball. And I say the other sports too, but those are our two biggest, our two biggest sports. And, and, and the town, like I said, the way they come together for that and support those kids, I don't think you see that anywhere else. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, there's no uh, th- there's no place that is perfect, and we're certainly not trying to find, you know, a, a utopia city. Um, the Strong Towns contest is about pointing out things that are going well uh, and places that are, are dealing with things in a positive way. I- I'm wondering, when you step back and look at Carlisle, what what's something that you think you could do better there? What's something that you're you're working on and to trying to improve? Uh, that that you think that uh, would make the place a little bit better? Yeah, I can jump in with that. Um, one of the things that Carlisle has faced um, in the last couple of years, we had three of our uh, factories closed. I think I'll get the years wrong, but it was uh, three years in a row. One of them burnt down, it's, and it left a big hole in the community, about 60 acres of, of brownfield sites now. Um, and that's a huge challenge for any community, particularly a town the size of ours, you know, 19,000 people, um, that now requires... Uh, if we want to build that back up, it requires infrastructure, roads going through. Um, it requires um, partnerships with the developers. It requires uh, huge, massive building projects. Um, and that's a, that's a huge challenge for our town. It's definitely something that we're working on. Um, so, you know, one of the things that we've done for that is, is the town's been really smart about um, going after federal and state funds, working with the um, the owners of the properties, uh, forming really strong private-public partnerships, um, and and looking at how do we take what is about you know 25, 26 million dollars of roadway projects um, and bring that to a town that has an annual budget of 25, 26 million dollars. So uh, we've been doing a ton of work on that. We've been able to uh, attract some developers that want to build on on one of the sites. Um, there's three different sites. Um, we have a a hotel that's interested in one of the other sites and that is working with the, the land developer there. Um, Carlisle Events, which is, um, as, I, as I mentioned before, they do a huge car shows. Uh, they own one of the sites, and they've been a, a really great partner to work with. Um, and they, you know, they've been looking at how do they bring um, the, the wider plan that was developed by the borough um, to Carlisle, which, which will then connect the downtown to these sites. 
because um, they really are just right off the downtown. Um, and then I guess what's more exciting is is that these are also in uh, a neighborhood that could probably use a lot of revitalization, um, and that we've been looking at taking a lot of time and thinking how do we revitalize those neighborhoods that surround these huge old factory sites. Um, so we've been working um, as part of the My Brother's Keeper initiative, uh, which was a presidential initiative, uh, to to use these sites to bring employment to local youth as well, particularly particularly youth of color. Um, so we just recently got a $30,000 grant from Partnership for Better Health, which was a, a local foundation right here in Carlisle, um, to hire a project manager. Uh, and we're going after some grants so that we can actually have people that are working on those sites be people that are from Carlisle. Um, so it's a huge, huge challenge. It's certainly something that we're not going to be working on for the next six months or the next year. This is, you know, a long-term project. Um, but I think we're the, the partnerships that we have with local nonprofits, with uh, with the borough, uh, with uh, companies, developers, business owners, show that we're a really strong town. I think, and I'll, re- I'll, I'll jump off of that as well, I think the thing that we could do, and this is what I actually truly struggle with, is what we could do better with that or in general, it's about community engagement. Like we definitely, I think we've done a, a lot of work to try to engage the community and ask their perspectives and opinions and truly understand what, what their ideas are, but um, there's always going to be naysayers and people that... Um, it's hard to translate the concept and, and make them feel like they are heard. Um, so I think it's always about having that continual conversation and figure out how to, to you know, engage all the different communities, individuals, and, and make people feel confident that the town is doing the best that it can um, for everyone because this, this huge uh, area it's going to impact everyone, no matter, if, no matter if they live right on the borders of the neighborhood or if they're across town. Um, so I think it's, I mean, my thing is about the community engagement and make sure that we feel like we're doing the best we can. And I, I often think there's, there's more to be done, but I, I can't always figure out exactly what the next step is to make me feel confident that, yeah, it's, it's going exactly the way it should be. Yeah, yeah. Sophronia, you have anything you want to add to? Um. I, I can't, I, I don't know. It's hard for me to really put my finger on, on a particular thing. I think with um, working in the nonprofit world, I think that, you know, we do really well with working together with other organizations. I think it's a matter of um, making sure, I think we could do better with making sure we don't step on each other's toes. Like um, where we're not all trying to do the same Thing, you know, trying to reinvent the wheel. I think we have so many ideas in our head and what we want to do that we might not always take the time to find out what everybody else is doing so that we're not, you know, doing the very same thing. So I think we work, we do work well together, and it's not a matter of, oh, I, you know, this is my thing and you can't do it. I think it's just, you know, more us working together and finding out you know, what each person is doing before we start trying to work on a different project. So. That's a great point. I mean, we're all doing so much, and there's so many engaged people mm-hmm. that, you know, sometimes we can all be uh, going in the same direction and not, not necessarily be talking together. I, I think that's something yeah. we're getting a lot better at, though. Right. Yeah. Um, let's do this as a lightning round, then. I, I want you to 
think about the one thing in Carlisle. The one thing about Carlisle that would make it stand out as a strong town. And go ahead, whichever order you guys want to take this in. I, I'm looking for one, one thing from each of you. I think the level of connection between residents, neighbors, um, nonprofit, and, and borough is excellent here. Um, I think that there are countless uh, examples I could talk about where projects have, um, you know, been created in town, and it was all because uh, one person had an idea and a bunch of other people with different privilege and power in different areas said, yes, that's great, and they all collectively worked on it. So all the park projects that the neighborhoods have worked on to raise money, and, you know, we borrowed, um, you know, the, uh, the use of nonprofit 501c3 status so we could write grants. Um, the borough has to work with us. Um, Chris can talk a little bit more, but, you know, some of the things that he's done with uh, the Carl Arts, Arts Learning Center and these little bird houses for art installations, like it's small stuff, it's big stuff, but a lot, most of the really great projects that I think are so awesome in town are all because of collaboration. So I know that other towns collaborate, but it truly is that if you have a great idea, um, you can get it off the ground by talking to different people, and people will help you. So. Yeah, I was, I was going to say something very similar. I was going to um, say that Carlisle is a very creative town, um, and I think that helps us, that sticks out. And I, I mean, you can be creative in terms of, of how we work together in the partnerships, but also, you know, we do have the Carlisle Arts Learning Center, which is a, a great resource. Uh, and they do so many just cool, innovative things from uh, putting art in, in shop windows. Um, we're working with them to, to do a public art project where we put these little birdhouses uh, all around town. And, and we just got a local business to, to, um, to help us out with that. Howard Hanna's helping us out with that, a local realtor. Um, and so we have, you know, it's just such a fun, creative project. Um, and they're little things. You know, you start out small, and then once people see them, everybody uh, gets excited about them and um, and really comes together. You know, last year we did 100 birdhouses. This year we're doing 300 little birdhouses, and we're working with all the elementary schools to paint them and with the local United Way to, to work uh, to have their student leadership council go do that. We have little libraries that have gone out to seven local nonprofits and parks, and those were painted by the Carlisle Arts Learning Center too. So you have these little cool creative places, those little uh, chunks of art that are going to be all around town now. Um, and it's, you know, it's a great community for that kind of thing. Um, I actually think that it's uh, a safe place for people because there are people that come here from bigger, larger towns or cities or whatever, and sometimes they come here to go to school at Dickinson or from the War College. Um, some of them come here for their transplant from a certain particular job or whatever, and they come and they decide, hey, you know what, I like it here. You know, I feel good about this place. You know, my kids are safe, and, you know, it's, they, can, they get that small-town sense about them where they feel like place that we can be and we can stay here, we can retire here, we can whatever. You know, we were just saying the other day that, you know, we questioned people, especially whenever I was like, you just came from New York or why would you come here and want to stay here? This, you know, this isn't an exciting place like that. But they said, you know what, I like it here. I like the feel of it here and the way the people come together here. So I think that's something that truly sticks out because if not, you know, people felt like it was that people would be running out of here. You know, people have left, 
and they've come back. Um, so I think it, it says something about the town when people feel that this is the place they want to stay and be with their families. Have any of you three been to Holland, Michigan? That's who you're facing this round. I'm, 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 I'm wondering if you've got any any thoughts on the competition. I, I mean, it, I will just say that I have not been there, but if they would like to invite the three of us, no problem. <laughs> I'd love to have a look, so we would be more than happy. I have never been there. Uh, someone I know here at the office told me that it's a great little town and uh, has a great skate park. That's what they said. I'm a sucker for a good skate park. I will say that. I will say, just, you know, I love, you know, some, some good competition, but uh, um, I really like this competition because it has introduced me to different towns, and I like looking at other towns, even if it's in, in you know, in a competition like this, but I like to see what other towns are doing, and I think it always moves our towns forward to, to look at what someone else is doing better, and hopefully they're looking at us and saying, you know what, Carlisle's doing that better than us. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm interested to learn more about him, too. I've read a little bit. Perfect. <laughs> well, I, I want to congratulate you on making the final four. And uh, best of luck. Uh, we'll see what the, what the voters decide this week. Maybe we will be chatting uh, on a video uh, broadcast later on this week in the championship. So good luck to you all. Thank you. Thank you. We need your help. If you think the Strong Town's message is important, don't keep it to yourself. Pass it on. You can get more information and sign up to be a member of Strong Towns at strongtowns.org. They know that America's one big pothole right now. Bill, 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 Bill. That's the story. Chuck Marone, this has been fascinating. I like you. I like your vision of the of the world. The United Nations Earth Summit Agenda 21. Yeah.